Good evening, everybody. Cantina MX Football Podcast back at it with another episode. We have a lot to cover in this one. Uh, Jornada 16 and the Chivas Circus. But before I go any further, let me introduce Joel. How are we doing out there, Nervine? Pretty good, Jaime. Pretty good. The fires, I don't know. I didn't even get a notice that they're probably still going. I was about to say, you're still but going I, over I, there? I, I don't know. They probably are. <laughs> <laughs> People forgot. They, just so they just how they stop. Yeah. Just how they, how, you know, they stop counting. They stop counting the the boats. Oh, God. They probably, stop. They probably just stop fighting the fires. They probably... They just let them just they, do what happens. They probably... Uh, that's probably how the fires started. They started throwing ballots on fire, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> we won't get into that. Uh, we we so things are going kind of crazy in Guadalajara. Very, very crazy for Chivas. I think it it the shit hit the fan, and there was just an announcement. I'm not sure if it was today. It was today. The the, the president and Pelias both. Yeah. You, yeah, they you, dropped you, the you, hammer. You know you fucked up when you got the president, the the principal, and the supervisor of the school <laughs> <laughs> both go on record. And uh, for those that are have been out of the loop, uh, over the weekend, the uh, tier Vialpando was separated from the team due to some misconduct. There was some legal action involved. Uh, and they're saying that there was some sexual things going on. And anyways. So they pulled him from the game, and a couple days later, they found out that there were some uh, accomplices, which of uh, one of them was Trophies, the other one was Gaito Vasquez and Alexis Peña. So this was all sort of festering over the weekend. They they did not play against Pumas, and then today, Wednesday, uh, they finally let. The public know that these players have been not only suspended but removed from the team and listed as transferable for the next season and they have played their last game at Chivas. They are no longer play for Chivas ever again. Yeah, Villalpando was he's the main he's the main guy right now in the hot seat. There's a rape accusation. And I don't know if it's known yet if it was with a minor. There was rumors about a minor. There was a rumors that, you know, even potentially Chicote Calderon was involved in this. So there's still at least one loose end to, to clear up. But this this came out of, for me, out of nowhere. We've already have dealt with. Uh, discipline issues in the past with Antuna. Was it Antuna's birthday and Alexis Vega? They were both caught on social media celebrating and singing, and they got uh, fined. They they got suspended. Oh, they got like removed from the game earlier this season. So um, we keep on seeing patterns of misbehavior in Chivas, and I I kind of feel mixed about this. It's like. Number one, I applaud that they they hold 
Chivas to that high of a standard. Like, hey, you got to be a professional 24-7. Like, it's not just on the field, but off the field. We have standards. And uh, here's the ban hammer. Yeah, but, but see, it's, it was more than just them partying. It's the whole, you know, that there's a rape accusation. And this isn't like, there was one... What was it? Was it with Antuna? Yeah. Who was it? There was like a no, no. Antuna was just cheating, right? Cheating. He got he got cheated on his prego wife. Oh, I don't know about that one. I think that was yeah. Put, when I he think came that was, back, I think that was Puro Umo, no? Well, I don't know, man. There's incriminating photos supposedly, but oh. Uh, but I, I mean, you know, I, I think the whole rape thing. <laughs> That's that's huge. That's a big no-no. Um, yeah. Well, okay. I remember now. I was getting it confused. I don't know if you remember. It was a few years back, and it was Kubo. Oh yeah, Kubo had that issue he, with his. The uh, girl was underage. Well, he was at a party. He, yeah, the girl was claiming that they spiked their drink and that. Mm. And yeah. Uh, fun fact: I actually met him. When that happened, uh, I was in Guadalajara to see the Chivas America uh, Clásico, and he had just been recalled from his loan at, uh, I don't know if that was at Houston or at Chivas, but he uh, he was back at Chivas. And I remember, like, I met him, I was in a restaurant, and uh, he, he was with that, his girlfriend. And okay, she, I handed her the phone, and, you know, I took a photo with him. And then uh, he told me, oh, by the way, I'm going to Houston. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you know, I'm going back to the MLS after after this season. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. And then, like, oh, nice. And then that's like a couple weeks later, uh, that's when that all, all that shit went down with, with uh, him being accused of, of, of that. Yeah. And I think that's just what it was because he wouldn't have, if something had happened. Uh huh. You know, I think the girl ended up dropping the case or probably settled out of court. But it's 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 one of the things that, that's happened to some of the players where um we saw with the Max Nat team national team before the World Cup, remember the thirty squirts? And and it was like some of the dudes partying there were married. Mm. So but but we see it now where it's like I guess because of social media it's easier to light a fire under these players' asses and like oh, yeah. extortion, extortion them, you know, because That's now true. you're putting them on, on full blast. And before you had to see if any newspaper or TV would pick up your story. And, um, but now you don't need that. You could just do it yourself. You go to Twitter, you go to Instagram and go, you know, you have all these places and, and it, it goes viral. And, and so I do think there is that one aspect of, some of these guys are getting taken advantage of, and and so that was that was the one with the scorch because it was it was the girls that started posting. I don't know if you remember from Ochoa's room. I think it was. I think they so. Were, like pictures from within the hotel, and then they were posting old, like old messages. And so that's that's one thing that that's been going on. So I think I, we talked about it a bit before how. Players now need to be way more careful. Like the game's changed, man. Uh, it's a whole new ball game. It is so a whole new ball game. You, you, 
is not just hanging out. There was, was it Alexis Vega who was hanging, he walked a girl to a car mm-hmm. and they were trying to make it seem like he, he was, he was trying to take her home or something. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, that's more Chiba stuff, but yeah, it's, it's uh part of having a, a young squad. Some of these guys just need to keep it in their pants, but <laughs> it seems to be, I think it's pretty serious if the team is going to go all out and Villapando could be guilty. I mean, he's not guilty yet, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's gone to trial, but uh, it seems like like all signs are pointing, you know, to he probably did do something and and that could be his career right there. As for trophies, mm. I yet to wonder who wants him. We've talked before in the yeah. past how there hasn't been much offers for him, and to get booted out of a club with with this dark cloud over you, I have to wonder if his where his future is gonna lie. You know, Liga, Liga de the new Liga, whatever it's called. Uh, are you talking about the second division or like the separate? No, not in- Liga de Ascenso, the, the independent, independent one, the Balompié. Yeah. Yeah, the Liga de Balompiers. He's gonna, he's gonna be playing beach soccer. I don't know. I don't know for trophies, man. That's that's the one guy Chivas fans has been waiting for every year, man. This is the year. <laughs> this is the year trophies finally. And uh, you know, keep blaming coaches, but Liga de Balompié ah, Mexicano. Uh, there I, you go. I could see him playing for like one of those teams uh, in Zapopan or. Um, Veracruz, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe the new Morelia team that's Atletico Morelia or some shit, you know. <laughs> oh, that's and that's that's what's his name. That is that could be a possibility. I mean, yeah. Um, um, it's it's Higuera who's who's running that team, so yeah, he could reach out to him. Yeah. So the they mentioned in the video, like we're 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 basically willing to lose like we you know we're at the end of the season there's the game left we're going to be in repechaje but we're still willing even though it's going to hurt our chances to 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 act on this right now instead of end of the season you know i think like they could have kept this in house waited till the results uh you know see how the season ends and then take care of it you know at, at the end of the season but they really had zero tolerance for this shit and and again, they're willing to get rid of four players just to make a statement. Yeah, it, it hurts. It definitely hurts to lose four players, but I, I think it was the right move. And um, uh, unfortunately, just because of, oh, go ahead. No, I think it was the right move. I mean, I know it's gonna hurt, but I think just just being in the E already, I think they achieved one of their goals. So. I mean, it's yeah, it's gonna hurt, but I do think, I do think it's very necessary because even when Pelias or Pelias and he talks about it in the in the presser, how he said at the at the start of the season, he had them sign a contract. That's right, commitment. You know, like a commit. Yes, and and despite that, there's been a lot of shenanigans. I know <laughs> leading in, into this. So I do think it got to that point where, like, okay, you think we're playing? Yeah. <laughs> and and I like that. I think that it's it talks about being very professional, and and that's kind of the mindset that you want 
in that team, um, you know, where it's it's um they they have to be focused focused on playing and not not on going out at the end of the week and and partying and and then bringing those problems back. That's 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 the other issue, you know. It's not just that you party; it's that you bring those problems back into the Locker club room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sorry, we're not Juarez, we're not Mazatlan. We are one of the most, we're the biggest club in Mexico next to America. And, and beyond, beyond that, it's like there's so much culture here, you know, only uh, fielding Mexican players. Like this is ingrained into the country and you're held to the highest standard. It's kind of like, you know, the New York Yankees, they don't let players with long hair. They have the pinstripes. Like, there's expectations and there's, like, a certain level of professionalism that is expected on and off the fields. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, it, and it's a brand, too, at the end of the yeah. day. Chivas is a brand that – and so you don't want it uh, to be associated with, with like, just all-around fuckery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. These guys, dude. I don't... And, all right, so I'm looking at the players that we lost. Bielpando and losing Gallo is, is going to hurt because we don't really have much midfield. I'm looking at the website right now. They've already updated the roster. And in the midfield, it's uh, Jesus Molina, who got injured during that Pumas game, uh, Conejo Brizuela, Jesus Angulo, and Fernando Beltran. So it's like, <laughs> like that's it, bro. And Beltran hasn't been at 100% since uh, the COVID thing and recovering from that. He's still not at 100% stamina. So we're going to have to bring in players from the Cantera to finish this off. As far as the defense goes, Alexis Peña wasn't really getting the minutes. He wasn't a player. You know, we, we bought him from Necaxa, and he didn't really make, like, much of an impact because our defense is pretty solid. Um, and then Trophies, we, we've talked about Trophies for so many times, and he's had all these opportunities, and it's just time for him to go. Unfortunately, this is the way it has to go, but... He, for me, this was, he, 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 it's time. He's been with the, with the team for seven years. I'm glad we're getting rid of him. This is, and this coming after, what was it, a week or two weeks that Pelaez during the press conference was pricing trophies? Was he? Yeah, he was, he came out and he was talking about him and just saying good things, you know? We were joking that he's just doing that too. Because they're going to sell him. Oh, okay, They okay. need to make him look good. But yeah, he had come out to sort of to back him up. But I mean, and, and you know, we've seen it time and time again, all these different coaches that would pull him to the side and try to like, you know, talk some sense into him. But, oh man, just, just too much partying for this guy, man. For some of these guys, it's just... Yeah. You know, they don't know how to handle this. Um, not just the fame, but also, like, the lifestyle, you know. And, and you get wrapped up in that, that sort of lifestyle where that's, that, that becomes the norm for them. So, so, it's like, they're not seeing it as, that's just normal, you know. You know what's crazy is we've had such terrible luck with sing- signings. We look at uh, Nguli Peña was a complete yeah. failure with his, you know, drug addiction, not drug addiction, but alcohol addiction. And then, you know, look at um Poncho uh Poncho uh este Victor Guzman who yeah. 
that transfer fell through because of drug issues. And then wait, hold on though. Hold what's on. Up? Holy they didn't shit! They had no problem. They, they, Victor de Guzman didn't have any problems in Pachuca, and uh, Guli Pena was bombing bombing it away in León and doing no, all these things. They it's, had under the fact of no, they had it's under- the fact. Well, well, he, well, he could have been drinking. He could have been drinking, doing all he all, all he wanted. It's the fact whenever he goes to Chivas and he starts crying, or whenever Guzman goes to Chivas, that's when everything comes to light mm. and gets exposed. It's well, the curse of the Chivas, man. It is a curse, so <laughs> but it's it's because you're held to a higher standard and you're not at a small club. You're at the biggest club in Mexico. And by the way, welcome, oh, welcome, Chiquis, to the show. You you scared the shit out of me, bro. I just I didn't hear you hop oh, on, man. It was like, an, it was like an intruder, intruder alert. Ch- Chiquis, but but Chiquis, um, Gulliv did end up going to Scotland. He know? did Rangers, yeah. and he's Catholic. And we, and we thought that okay, he's getting this chance, and he's in Europe, and it was the same. I mean, this this guy, I, and I, and and you know, you, you're saying it started just, but that's been one of the rumors was that that's the big recent group of Pachuca sold him because they already knew he had a problem. Same with with Guzman. They're saying they already knew that this dude had problems, so it was kind of shady on their part. Where they just kept it under wraps long enough. But he was he was given results. Like he was on the national team for a little bit. He was doing good at Leon. Like everyone loved him in Leon. He was loving it mm-hmm. in Leon. He um and then Guzman, Pocho Guzman, he was like he's been the guy and everyone's wanting him on the national okay, team. Chick is point taken, so why didn't Leon bring him back? Because he got he got cursed, man. He got oh, exposed. God. He got he he went downhill even worse. The way he was, like it's like I I think I think of America when Jaime Jaime sort of has a point. Like you go to Chivas, everything is going to be inspected about you. You're going to be looked at with a with a magnifying glass. And if you got if you got mistakes, they'll be exposed. Mm-hmm. If you can handle it, and you're not going to cry like Gulit, or you're not going to be lazy and like trophies. And you're just gonna Oof. continue and like do well on the field, then then it, then they'll just ignore all those hates. Like they'll ignore your pool party. Yeah, they'll they'll ignore your drinking. <laughs> the pool party. I think that the lazy the lazy. I think that applies. I think that perfectly says about trophies. Lazy the lazy part. Yep, definitely. I think he. I think he got lazy. I don't think he was. Because to stay at that level, it's not easy. Yeah, he's been at Chivas um, for seven years. He made his debut and disappeared for a couple of years, then came yeah, back. He did. he did, but but just, he seems. I think he just falls into it, you know. It, like he'll work hard for a bit, and then he'll be like, "All right, cruise I, control." Yeah. And um, I was going back to like the the bad luck of of transfers. Nicaxa sold us some dopes, man. Like if you look at uh, Alexis Pena, he came from Nicaxa. Brian Fernandez, if you guys don't remember, played for Nick Oxa, got sold to Timbers, and then had to go to substance abuse, and they ended up, you know, having to cancel his contract. So Nick Oxa has been known to sell some duds, some people with some uh, salvage titles, and they're, you know, they're trying to keep it under wraps. <laughs> How's Chicote though? Chicote is uh... well, Ch- Chicote might be part of that scandal too. We don't know yet. I, I think he's been he like, he's been knows- playing good though. Oh yeah, he's been playing good, but you know, underlying no, I, issues. I think that his part in that I, I think he knew the girl. Like I think he knew the girl involved, but he wasn't at the party. Yeah. But I think she named them because she said um 
No, I like, think he, how did you meet him? Or I think he what? mixed. Yeah, the girl mixed him up with Alexis Pena. I don't know. That was like the rumor. So many stories. So I don't, many I don't stories know if you, what you guys have talked about bef- bef- so far, but uh, I saw, and I haven't been following this full on, but I saw a tweet about like an old one from Alexis Pena saying it doesn't matter your age or something. Did you guys see that? No. If you if you like if you like someone, it doesn't the age doesn't oh, matter. Oh god! So he's a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the context. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, you saw that. If there's grass on it, you can play on it or some shit. You know, that's or, like... or maybe he's into cougars and yeah. he's like, it don't matter. You know, she, they could be we... ten years older than me, twenty. Chivas on their website right now has twenty players on the first on the first time uh, first team. Twenty players. So we we are definitely at a deficit right now, and we're gonna have to uh, rely on the on the you know the. Uh, the youth academy to to help us, um, and we we played Bumas and we almost beat them. We should have won that game. Cheekies, did you catch that game on Saturday? Yeah, I did, uh, I caught I caught a little bit of it. Yep, I was impressed. They, uh, I mean, what's his name? Uriel Antuna has been playing really pretty. Good. I guess pretty decent. Mm-hmm. So uh, he 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 did he did he used the skill. He used the speed. And, uh, but Pumas was always there. Like, I, I just, I don't like Pumas playing, um, like on a day other than Sunday at noon, at noon, it's like weird. Mm. And I think that's when they have a good advantage. So mm. anytime it's not that schedule, it was a Saturday. Um, it's hard, but, uh, but yeah, I mean the tie, the tie was like, okay, it's good. I guess that was sort of expected. I expected a win, but a tie was something like. You know, Chivas, you didn't capitalize. You didn't, you know, you still, you got the first goal or whatever. Then Pumas come back. You get another goal. Pumas come back. Yeah, I, I mean, we came off a loss 2-0 at home to Cruz Azul. So I didn't really have much um, optimism going into this game, especially because that was when they, uh, you know, had announced this drama going on in the locker room and they had already removed four players from our team, plus the players that had COVID and, we don't have our coach. So I was fully expecting a loss. I didn't expect Chivas to outperform Bumas at certain times of the game. And we had the lead 2-1. And then in the last 10 minutes, that's when we conceded that, that second goal. And then, you know, went to shit from there. But there was many opportunities for Chivas to be up three goals, maybe four goals. Antuna missed uh, uh, one, one critical opportunity. And, uh, you know... It, it it was kind of crazy. I was not expecting that kind of performance on a depleted squad. Yeah, that sort of goes to a show like you know that the Pumas, even though they've, you know they've been they haven't been beat very often. Uh, you know they're not as strong as one would think. It's they're still Pumas. You know they're still like a low, I guess a low budget sort of club. Well, with that result, you guys are in third place with 29 points, just behind America, which is in second place with 31, and Leon with 39. And if I'm not mistaken, um, you guys have some, might have had players that got called up to the national team, or am I tripping? Uh, Mosa's always there. Yeah, he, he got a red card. In Although he, <laughs> yeah, he got, he's, he's had some issues with like slide tackling. I guess, but he's a solid guy. And uh, not going to lie, Talavera still looked good. 
He's 39, 38. He's still going. That's, that's, that's not that old. <laughs> to be a professional, um, I guess nowadays goalies are lasting longer. But, yeah, not a player that you would expect to still be, I would say, in the top five in Mexico as far as goalkeeping goes. So yeah. Uh, we we did have something that just ended right now. Uh, there was a Copa Amekis final between Tijuana and Monterrey, and Rayados, with an aggregate score of two one, have won uh, Copa Amekis. Rayados took it. This was um. So this was the first year. It's sponsored by Caliente, uh, Grupo Caliente, which is um. They are casino and betting. I think they have bedding house, and they also own uh, Cholos. So it was they made the final because they would have they were hoping to win for the home team. There was rumors that it was going to be rigged for Cholos to win it, especially because um, Rayados had won the first leg, and the bets were all like in favor of Rayados. Especially Cholos, they haven't been doing, you know, that well this season. They're in fifteenth. Um, not not in Liguilla. Well, I mean, they have a chance because mathematically uh, they are not eliminated. They they have fourteen points. Actually, no, I'm I'm mistaken. They're done. Oh, they're out, huh? Yeah, they're yeah, out. they're they're out. So they're finally <laughs> they're out. So that I guess that's squashed that rumors and that. That's pretty good. We we always hear reading all this corruption. Too much negative stuff attached to Liga MX, man. From these uh, sexy parties to mm-hmm. to rig to rig copas. But but it is suspect when when um someone like the company that's promoting it also owns teams. Very sketchy uh, within the league. Yeah, it, it could be. Um, but but then this this just goes to show that it wasn't. That's like if the, at least there was no no shenanigans. It's like if the election was uh, sponsored by Vegas, Las Vegas. <laughs> um, I want to point yeah, something and, out. Yeah, and one and one of the candidates uh, works, works works for there. one of the main casinos. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to I want to point something no. out really quickly. Rayados yeah. have now concluded uh, the trifecta league. Conca Champions and Copa Mekis, so they have a treble. Oh, nice. Nice little treble there. Yeah, things are looking up for for uh, Turco. And and so just really quick because finally we and we talked about that was our ongoing joke that it was gonna be more difficult to not qualify to Liguilla than to qualify. And um it's crazy that Juarez right now they're in twelve uh, with uh, eighteen points. Yeah, yeah, Juarez. What, what is it, Juarez? <laughs> you said Juarez, man. They don't okay, exist. Okay, Juarez. <laughs> they don't exist, and they do in my heart. Chiapas. Um. So, <laughs> so, so, Juarez, yeah, Juarez. They've got eighteen points. Um, and so, fourteenth Mazatlan, the newcomer, they. With 16, they still have a chance to knock him down, uh, as does Puebla. So the teams that, that are already out, Tijuana, as we mentioned, 15th, Atlas in 16th, Querétaro, 17th, and Atletico San Luis, who just had like a 
a really bad season, man. It was just, it was just one to forget. Um, eleven defeats. 11? Yeah. He, and minus eighteen goals against is just is is pretty bad. Uh, let's see what what Athletic has in store for them. They'll send them. Uh, or or they'll sell the team. Maybe they'll send Hector Herrera to. Uh... To the other Atletico. <laughs> to, to this Atletico. He'll be the captain and he'll start every game. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's been crazy. Some, we're going to go over these results of Jornada 16. But before we go any further, while we're on the topic of Chisme, I want to make sure that we kind of update our people around uh, Javier Hernandez and his ongoing dilemmas. Yeah. More, more dilemmas. His wife... <laughs> Okay, his wife on her Instagram story said, I'm tired of everybody, the press coming at me about saying that um, Noah is uh, Diego or Diego is the basically he's banging me and he's responsible for for my kids. Like, you know, he impregnated me and uh she's over here trying to explain herself that like oh it's ge- a genetic thing like he has blue eyes because of his grandpa and it's also on my mother's side and i'm, I'm just like wow she really addressed this on instagram and then she ended up deleting that but this is happening guys it's getting to them <laughs> i blame i blame the cheech but she said she said that um she was already pregnant when she met diego so people were, you know, but, saying that it was his kid. But Noah was the 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 first kid. So we don't know who the dad is of the second. <laughs> For the second, okay. Well, but, but that's what she wrote, though. She yeah. said I was already pregnant when I met him, um, and then. But I think the pictures is for the first kid. Yeah. That that they were using to say that that it was Dreyfus's kid. <laughs> yeah, there is still a second one. The second one could still be it. Um, but yeah, she came out to say it. But I do think uh, I do think Cheech has a big part of that, and 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 Dreyfus, who's been using, he's been using all that, you know, for the attention, you know, because he he does he does reply to people's tweets and whatnot, and he's just like getting on flame wars, and it's it's just pretty dumb. Seems very unprofessional for someone that's a life, life coach. coach to to be on Twitter fighting. Now you could be fighting with some twelve year old kid. You don't I know, know, man. You, you don't know who it is. Who's, There's people that literally have kid. like burner accounts just to troll people. Yeah, I, I and yeah, I wanted to hear what Cheeky's had to say about this, but I think he's gone. Because um, I know it's, no, it's, it's they're getting to humans. him. They're they're getting to him. Like you don't. Okay, so he, he, I would. My initial thing is they're getting under his skin, under Diego's skin, under everyone's skin, under her skin, and she responds and reacts out, like you said, to potential twelve-year-old little kids in their basement with their mom's computer and stuff. Straight up. But there's, (laughs) they're still responding. They're still justifying. Chicky's just really quick. Yeah. With 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 the the wife was like with Sarah Cohen whatever, um, I'm I imagine I haven't gone to her 
I haven't seen her Instagram feed, but I imagine they would, if she has it open for comments, I would imagine a lot of the fans are dropping comments there too for her to, yeah, for it to get to her, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten to the point where Javier's account um, has limited comments. Like, you can't really respond to it unless you're, like, part of his inner circle. And uh, someone also mentioned the fact that his own wife doesn't follow him on Instagram. So who knows what the hell's going on. But like Chiki said, this is definitely getting under their skin. And we've sort of, I don't know. Do you think we've crossed the line as far as, like, the fans and the... The media, do, oh, you, yeah. do you think they've kind of like, hey, oh, man, you guys are going a little bit too far. He's just in a bad slump. No need to go after his wife and kids and, you know, calling him oh, it is. calling him Cuckarito. Actually, that's that's my fault. I call him Cuckarito. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. We, are going, we are going too far, but that's that's the world we live in today. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's enabled by social media, by Twitter, by this technology that we have, and that's the way it is. Like, if... if and he's if enabling it. Didn't exist. He's enabling it, it too amongst themselves. Yeah, uh, but I do believe. I mean, and it's and it's okay. Like I have no problem with all this stuff. I mean, it's messed up. You don't until it gets to the point where like a threat and that's something else. But oh yeah, be, um, before before you would you would you would get this like with fans will go to the training or at a match and they would yeah. yell these things to you. But social media now, you don't have to wait for the game. You, you and if a player and yeah, and if a player is very active, then that's it, man. They're gonna hear about it. But I do believe, like Diego did say, uh, I remember one of his replies is that he can handle it. He enjoys it. He laughs mm. at it because he considers himself on another level. A lot. I mean, he's been, he's on he's hanging off the coattails of Chicharito. So he's on that yeah. level. It's like, and he's looking down at all these, uh, all these pobres, and he's just, you know, just laughing. He's having a fun time, but you know, it's still getting to him yeah. because he's responding. And you know, like in the back of his mind, he's thinking, "Oh, what, what kind of things are they saying? I need to get back to him and all this stuff." That, and it's, yeah. it's, you can be strong, and I believe he is strong, but it's still not healthy when you yeah. are like stewing. You're probably stewing and all I, this stuff. I'm gonna say it again, like like a professionalism, man. If if that's my yeah. client, she's just my client. I'm not gonna be doing stuff that is is bringing bad attention to him. Well, how what how I, professional do you, know, do you have you know, to be to be some guy like going to uh, Tulum to talk to about to talk to people about their mind in some cave? Yeah, <laughs> like you, what kind of professional are you really if you're just going? Well, to I don't know, man. It's like some type of guru, but <laughs> but, but regardless, man, you you know, like he's doing him more harm at this point. By starting all these like flame wars with just getting all this <laughs> stuff, getting you're doing more harm to 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 Chicha and to his career because like it's even right now, like, Galaxy, no, dude, they don't like him at the Galaxy. Oh yeah, you're... he just he yeah. just got there, and and the fans don't they want to get rid of him. And then if you see like the Chivas, where they're like, no thanks, we don't want him, and and it's like at one point Chich was like everybody wanted him, you know. Mm-hmm. He was he was that that type of player that that everyone had his back and now it's like yeah the tides have turned he's on seen him in a negative yeah he's seen this in a negative uh, light so it's it's and this guy's not helping much right there man, about, with this image I didn't think about this before but when it all blew up 
on that Naked Humans video when he was crying and talking with his dad and Diego was there, like there coaching him along. All of that was, you know, a psychological breakdown for him to understand that he's retiring. He's going to a lesser league. He's taking a step down in his career. And so when he goes down there, he's still got to, you know, uplift his pride and his ego and his self-confidence and think, I'm going to this lesser league. I'm the big star here. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking to you guys. I'm only talking to Jonah and, because, I, you know, I'm too good for all you guys. And when you guys don't give me the pass right, I'm going to be yelling at your face, which was exactly what happened when I was there in Houston watching him play. He was yelling at everyone. He was flailing his arms, frustrated. And, and that continued. So, yeah, I could see. I understand why he wouldn't talk to anybody, why he thinks he's, like, on another level. Um, if that's the case, that's pretty messed up, man, because... And I don't see a future there if you're not going to be talking to your teammates, being friends with them, you know, being like snob and stuck up type well, of guy. Well, the, the 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 coach is gone, right? right? So they were saying he had they were saying he had some problems with Barros Esqueloto, and that and that the coach was also playing him out of position. But he's gone now, and there was the other thing was that the locker room was divided between him and Pavon. But I don't think that's that's much of an issue. But I, I do think, uh, I don't know. With, with I, I blame Con, he, he's got no one to blame but himself for a couple of reasons. Number one, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Okay, there's no reason for him yeah. to be engaging with his social media presence, especially if it's negative. You don't like the fact that we're talking more about his off the field, ta- uh, you know, uh, antics goes to show that he's having a very bad year. Like professionally as far as uh, on the field and it's his fault for allowing us to go into his inner circle because nobody asked for him to start vlogging okay nobody asked for him to start being this like youtuber streamer nobody asked for this stuff he did this to himself and i don't know if that was his intentions or if maybe his guru or his like posse of friends said hey you know let's just let's just take advantage of this guy he's famous he's got clout Let's just start making YouTube like videos of him and his wife, and then we're just gonna ride the coattails of his success. Because that's that's the kind of like the vibes I'm getting off of this is like the people that he's he's surrounding himself right now are not his friends. They they are not helping him out, and his career has gone in a downward trajectory ever since he started to hang out with these people. So I don't know what it's gonna take for him to realize like, yo, you need to cut this out. Just delete the YouTube channel. You can go and play Warzone, just don't stream it. And especially if you're not on the field playing and you're not scoring and Galaxy's paying you a lot of money, like, <laughs> dude, like you, you shouldn't, just... you shouldn't be like, it just shows that you are, your, your interests are divided at, at the least. It's like, if you're a fan of the Galaxy and you follow him on, on the stream, you've seen him play more Warzone than <laughs> actual play minutes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> In... Oh, dude. <laughs> You bring up a good you bring up a good point, Jaime, <laughs> on this. This is this is sort of weird. I never thought of this. But like this whole social media or like I guess the current vibe or whatever you want to call it for kids is look, I can be an influencer. Like the word influencer is real common in Mexico. Uh, a YouTuber is real common in Mexico. And all these guys are like super famous. They're like little little mini superstars, right? And then you have Chicharito who should be on another level than all these guys as a soccer player, as a star in Europe and stuff like that. But he comes back to the U S and he sees this like 
I guess, avenue for him to be sort of like a little mini celebrity, even though he's, you know, he already is a big celebrity. But then he wants to be like an influencer doing this Naked Humans podcast. And, 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 and these guys make money, man. They could be like, they get all the followers on YouTube. YouTube sends them the little like silver or gold like plaque, plaque yeah. depending on all their subscribers and stuff. And bam, you're like super famous and all this stuff. But he's already super famous. And then he goes on Warzone and he's like this Twitch guy where you're making all this bank from Twitch depending on your like your subs, your subs and your donations and mm-hmm. all this stuff. He's banking, dude. It is a side thing. Like it's a little side gig. But why do you need a side gig yeah, if you're doing millions. if you're LA Galaxy, if you're Manchester United, Real Madrid guy? He's doing it for his friends, but you're doing you're it right. for like fame. You're doing it for like little like influencer clout, like social what? media popularity. He's doing it for his friends, you know. He's doing it for the know? yeah, his little his little oh, friends. boosting them up. Yeah. Okay. He's he's I don't know, I don't know how close he is with these people, but. Like that—that's the biggest criticism that everyone's giving him. Like, yo, you are getting paid like six million a year. You're not. Why you don't need to like go on Twitch and raise money. You don't need to go on YouTube and make money. Like, why are you doing this? Nobody asked for you to do this. Yeah, imagine yeah. imagine Cristiano Ronaldo doing that stuff. Now that's the, that dude. That's, that's the he posts pictures of his. He has no time. He's training. Chinky's watching his pictures of his abs. What were you saying, Chinky's? <laughs> Glistening abs. The chick is drop or something. I think he fell off the planet Earth, but he, I mean, it's just he, there he, are he rage quit. There are levels, bro. Like you don't see Ronaldo streaming. You don't see no. Ronaldo on YouTube. He's he's training twenty four seven. He's still trying to be the best player in the world, man. Like that's the difference what? of mentality. Yeah, the other thing too is, I mean, if if you're not. If you're not in, you're not doing good, then you shouldn't be doing this other stuff. Yeah, you know, because it it just makes you look bad. So if if he was killing it on the field, no one would care what he's doing on on the, you know, but because he he hasn't he has like one goal and he's been injured and all that, and sort of does seem like he's not taking it serious, or or that he doesn't even care. <laughs> The, the still captures they get on they meme the memes they make yeah there you want to be famous let them make a meme out of you <laughs> <laughs> so uh segueing into some other news mexico has two more friendlies lined up for the month of november they will be playing uh south korea and if i'm not mistaken also japan and they've already come out with a list of players that have been called up for duty um and it looks like Ochoa, Talavera, and Hugo Gonzalez will be our goalkeepers. Defense, Jorge Sanchez, Cesar Montes, Jesus Gallardo, Chaka Rodriguez, Carlos Salcedo, Edson Alvarez, Mr. Araujo, Hector Moreno, Luis Romo, Giberto Sepulveda. And the midfield, Sebastian Cordoba, Carlos Rodriguez, Eric Aguirre, Hector Herrera, Jonathan Dos Santos, Lainez, Pineda, Pizarro, Antuna, and then for strikers, Henry Martin, Tecatito Corona, Raul Jimenez, Alan Pulido, and Chucky Lozano. What a list. Yeah, good good group. Yeah, definitely some question marks on Jonathan Two Saints. He does not deserve a call-up. Um, yeah, he's just, I don't know. Why they keep calling Chaka Rodriguez, I don't know. I don't know what they see in him. 
nice to see Tiva Sepulveda. He's a Chivas center back, young player. He's got a bright future ahead of him as long as he stays out of the uh, the sex scandals. I'm liking Pulido. Pulido's been on fire. Scoring goals. I usually wouldn't say that about an MLS guy, but... Yeah, he's he, he's earned his stripes. He de- he deserves a call up. Um, again, we don't really have a large pool of just strikers to choose from, especially with Chicharito having a mental breakdown, Macias uh, completely off the map. So, I mean, when you look at our options, we don't really <laughs> we don't have too many strikers, man. So, if you're doing decent, even with a poor defending in MLS, you're gonna get called up right now. As the case for Pizarro, he's also in the MLS. Yeah, Macias was supposed to be the 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 next big guy, man. Like a hopeful guy for even the national team to replace, like even Raúl. I would say to replace Chicharro because uh, Chicharro, you know. Well, Chicharro's Chicharro's is gone. Raúl would be you know being the next in line, and then but then after him, like a lot of people always say, like where does where's the Mexican striker? Yeah, we Macias ha- was supposed to be the guy. We have been struck. We have a crisis in the striker department, mainly because the top goal scorers in Mexico are not Mexican, and uh, they get very, very little opportunities. So, I mean, Bolillos, he right now he's having a better, better season than Macias, and I kind of miss him at Chivas. And uh, he, he makes me wonder, you know, do we make uh, the mistake of, you know, forcing him out in order to bring in Macias? who maybe maybe he should have went straight to Europe. Maybe he shouldn't have. <laughs> you know, Leon, he did so well there. And Leon's in first place right now. You can just imagine what would that team look like if he was still if he was still there and, you know, potentially winning silverware this year in first place, being a top goal scorer, and then just getting your ticket to Europe. Um, meanwhile, Pulido, who did everything for Chivas, he was expensive, but he did help us win a title and when it came down to it he 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 showed up and he he ended he left Chivas as the top goal scorer uh that season Pully would you want Pully back at Chivas I think he should have never left I think now there's no way he's coming back his I do I could see him coming back I don't know if Soon, but I can see him coming back. We shall see. The fixtures against Korea and Japan will be on November 14th and November 17th. So make sure to, to look in for that. We are heading into the last se- uh, last game of the regular season. So let's go over some of these results, uh, starting with Mazatlan. Mazatlan, man. They, they won 5-0 against... Uh, Atletico San Luis on Thursday. And like you guys mentioned, they're not having <laughs> a great season. They've conceded 34 goals and they've Damn. Uh, Yeah, they've they've basically been just terrible, man. They're not a first division side and this is when you wish the Senso was a thing cuz why not give the opportunity to somebody else in the 
a sensor. You know, at least they'll have a little bit more fight. Then, well, because because some of the clubs that did come up didn't have fight. <laughs> well, that's that's um, what happened. What was that team that won, but then didn't have enough fans? So then they cafetaleros, I think. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. But I mean, Lobos, Lobos, Pulp was one of them. Like they didn't, they didn't have uh, the minimum requirement of twenty thousand seats, so they they were not allowed to get promoted, and then they still got money, but they they didn't get to go up. But uh, I think the sensor will be reinstated next season. We shall see. Um, heading into Friday, Necaxa beat Toluca three two. We were talking about this on the last podcast, how these two teams were basically neck and neck um, right next to each other. So with this victory, Necaxa goes up to 10th position and Toluca will fall into 11th. Uh, And both are pretty much in as far as Ligia goes. But uh, that was definitely a, a good fought battle for Necaxa. And Ruben Sambuesa, man, he's still he's still going over there in Toluca. Um, well, what is he? Thirty five now, thirty four. Yeah. Another thing to point out is uh, Sendejas, who is a Chivas Loni, scored the game winner in the ninety first minute. It seems like our players always have a the tendency to do better when they're not at Chivas and they're at loan somewhere else. Except, except for the guy they got sent to Monterrey. Oh, oh they yeah. weren't playing him. That's right. That's because they didn't play him. It's kind of hard to break into the starting lineup of Rayados when you have Funes Mori there and Johnson, uh, at least at the time. Another fixture on Friday, Cholos lost to Pachuca 2-0. And Victor Guzman, who's continuing to score, score goals for Pachuca, uh, was the author of the first goal here. So... With that victory, Pachuca are sitting pretty in seventh position, twenty-five points, right above uh, Chivas. Who knows what kind of uh, repechaje they'll have, but uh, I'm sure they can give teams trouble uh, once we hit in the playoffs. Yeah, that's 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 the next thing of of trying to see which which um how the teams are gonna match up for repechaje and and I guess what we'll have a is it from top to bottom? So would it be twelve against um twelve against five? You know, and then I, eleven against I'm not six. Sure. That's how they usually do it when they match them up. And so, if I guess if we're going off of that, who would you was be facing? Like uh, Santos, Santos Laguna. Let's see, Rayados, Jaguares, Toluca, Monterrey. No, Tigres, Pachuca. Yeah, Pachuca, uh, Chivas. We shall see. We still have one fixture left. 
Juarez beats Querétaro 1-0 with a man down. It was a late late winner for them, 81st minute. Uh, but Juarez are uh, just right there, right on the cusp, passing with a D-. minus. <laughs> we'll see if they can uh, squeeze into Liguilla. That'd be a big victory for this fairly new franchise in, in Liga Mekis. Uh, Atlas lost to Puebla on Saturday, so Atlas having a, a bad season, and they lose to a, a team that, you know, mid-range team, Puebla. The Puebla is still outside of the repechaje. They're in 13th with 17 points, so they're going to go into the last game of the season trying to squeeze one in. They have a pretty good opportunity because they're going to play Atletico San Luis. And then as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, Pumas and Chivas tied 2-2. Very entertaining game. Uh, Mosso got the red card in the 87th minute, so he will not be eligible for the last game of the season. Uh, Pumas will be playing Cruz Azul to end the season. That's going to be a good one. And Chivas will be playing Rayados. So Yeah, tough tough match right there cuz cuz Rayados are in fifth and they want they want they want a top 4 finish um so and it's it's a three way right now Pumas 29 points Cruz Azul 29 Monterrey 29 uh big ups for Leon who at 39 have secured the first place and I do think uh for Nacho this should be seen as a very positive thing I know we like to just focus on campeonatos, but this is this is a big win for him. I, I would say as a coach, just showing like what he's capable of, and so he secured this first place in America again. We've talked about all the stuff that Biojo has to deal with, losing players and whatnot, and and he always has the team fighting and and you know at the start of the season the. A section of the fans with the Fuera Piojo, you know, trying to make a trend. And and here he is, man. No bigger refuerzos, you know, with setbacks. And, and he has the team on second place right now. Um, of course, they could fall. They, they could they could fall. But, I mean, they're still, like, it's still, it's still impressive how he has, you know, how he's managed to keep them very competitive. Um, so yeah, and I know Chiquis is looking not too up on his Pumas, but but they they're they're Liguilla bound, and uh, of course it could be a dark horse. Most definitely. The, the those two matches are very interesting because if Monterrey win and. They'll have to wait on Pumas and, and Cruz Azul. Their best case scenario for, for Monterrey would to have those teams draw. Yes. Um, and then have them, you know, beat Chivas. We'll see. I'm curious to see how Chivas react this, you know, with all this shame going on. Will this light a fire under their ass? Or, you know, because at this point you're going to have to debut young players from the academy and this might be their opportunity to shine. Yeah, and sometimes they do they do really good. So, you know, here's hoping we get a, one of those guys takes makes the best out of it and and 
and shines. So after that game on Saturday, Rayados uh, finished that Saturday with a win over Cruz Azul, 1-0 Funes Mori. And uh, that's what caused them to be on that three-way tie. Although they do have only a seven-goal differential versus Cruz Azul's eight and Pumas's 11. So, um, But these, these three teams are... It can go any which way for them. And obviously today's result, winning the Copa Mekis and having a treble, they're riding high. And I do, I tell you, man, Rayados don't sleep on them. They're, they're a dangerous team and they know how to turn up, you know, at the right time. I mean, this is literally a really good, it's like beer pong. When you start heating up and you start making those, those, those shots right now, uh, with Tuco Mohamed, I would not be surprised if they, they go for the, for the title again. They're definitely uh, one of those teams that you should you should not sleep on. Yep. Then uh, America beat Tigres three one on Sunday. Gignac finally yeah. scored. He was on a dry spell for a long time. He he, uh, he has eleven goals now, in second place next to Cabeza Rodriguez. But uh, this was all America. I mean, big win for them because I mean, Tigres had been on a on a roll, and so I guess they did enough just to just to secure Liguilla, um, but but almost secure fourth, which I, I still think it's 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 um for these teams, I think I still think that's that's one of the main goals to to finish top four. Uh, so I guess if there's one good thing about about this system. With the repechaje is is um is this fight for to be top four, uh you know it makes it a bit competitive, uh more competitive I should say. Yeah, and I'll be curious to see how that affects Conca Champions, like qualifying for Conca Champions. Will it be the winners of the Liguilla, or will they consider the 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 table finish. We'll we'll have to wait and see how that works. Has it been like the the Liguilla winners and then the Copa Mekis winners? Or am I tripping? I don't know, man. They change it so many yeah, times. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Which we will be yeah. talking a little bit about that uh, after I wrap up the Jornada sixteen. Um, Leon beat Santos, and they go. Yet another week without tasting defeat. I think that's 13 games in a row now. So, Leon just flexing on everybody. And uh, speaking about Coca Champions, they just finally released dates. So we will be sort of uh, bringing back those games because we were in the middle of a Coca Champions uh, tournament before the pandemic hit. And I went to LA to cover the LAFC versus Leon game where surprisingly Leon were eliminated. And now they have dates that will be in a centralized location in the United States, uh, December 15th through the 22nd. And there's still some uh, quarterfinals to be played. So they're uh, Olympia versus Impact Montreal, Atlanta. United versus America, Tigres versus New York City Football Club, and Elliot. That was the game that I was looking forward to. LAFC versus Cruz Azul. 
Um, one thing to take in the in note that's kind of interesting is LAFC and Cruz Azul did not play the first leg, and they will not be doing a two-legged game. So it's just going to be a single match, and if the score is level, they will go to straight to penalty kicks. So mm. kind of seems a little bit unfair, don't you think? Yeah, but I mean, I guess with all that stuff that's been happening, the Corona Chan, so I guess they they just need to speed things up. <laughs> yeah, because the other teams that I mentioned had already played their first leg. So like America, for example, have a three-goal lead over Atlanta. Tigres has a one-goal lead over New York City. But uh, LAFC and Cruz Azul will, will just have a one-game one and done and uh going off of at least current form i would i would have to say Cruz Azul is probably a a favorite yeah yeah i mean uh LAFC hasn't had the season they had last year uh and then i think they're currently losing to San Jose 2-1 they're losing so that's that, uh, that's a big big win if it happens for for um, our boy Amati, he's, uh, you know, he he had like, he had like a couple beatdowns, like, like devastating beatdowns, but he's going to, looks like he's going to get rise, that team He's risen from the, the ashes, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I think if it gets him into the playoffs, he would have saved the season for them. And I think that's one thing they're going to be content with. So... That's our MLS talk for, <laughs> for uh for the day. No, yeah, he he was it was things were looking very gloomy for him, but he's managed to to pick himself up, and it's it's impressive because that it's difficult, you know. If you see if you see the how, by how much he was losing, you know, like in a four or five game span, it was like twenty three goals allowed. And it just looked like a complete disaster. But at the same time, he had been beating the... If he was beating one team, it was the LA teams. He racked up a lot of points. And I would say even better for the fans because that's that's their Clásico. You know, the Califas Clásico. And and um, so it was good, good for Mati. And uh, honestly, I, I know I get a lot of flack as a Mati hater, but I do hope he makes the playoffs. I, I think he deserves it. And and on that note, his assistant coach, the Maestro Galindo, he uh, how's he doing? He has recovered. He oh, recovered. He's been he's up out and about. I don't know if he's gonna go join him. Uh, you know, because he was an assistant coach. I don't know if he's gonna join him yet, but it's good to see him in in good shape now. Which, which, which you haven't mentioned, Maradona was almost, you know, he had a date with the Grim Reaper. Again? He had to have like <laughs> a, no, it was like yesterday, right? He had like an operation. Yeah, that's right. Like something to do with his, like in his brain or something. I don't, I don't know what he had, but he's. Too much coke. He's, <laughs> he, he did some uncut stuff. So, um, yeah, the last reports was that he, he's, he's recovering. That's another one, and his birthday just passed. So I mean, you know, that's that's the other thing, right yeah, there. Yeah, we were for, talking about how he was just turning sixty. Sixty. Oof. 
one um I, I do have a question for you do you think out of the four players that are going to be listed as transferable for Chivas do you think Mati will try and make a push for any of those players because I know he played or he coached uh Gallo Vasquez and Chofis hmm um not not Gallito he's up there in age um and Trophies, I do think there's that possibility just because he's, you know, he, Trophies is still popular, you know, he's, there's a big contingent of Chiva fans that are, you know, the trophy chasers, as John likes to call them. Um, but yeah, there's, he's, he's still, and, and he has that playing style, you know, he, he could, he could dazzle one, one moment, you know, so. It could be, you know, and I don't, and I think he'll be cheap for uh, probably. Don't just you could have him, just take him, just pay the, the <laughs> shipping and handling, and yeah, you could have him. You know? So I think that's that's the other, like, so yeah, I think I think trophies is a possibility, um, you know. The only thing is, I guess that would be a concern is how how committed would he be. You know, because even Mati would bench him. And if you're bringing <laughs> players and you're a team, you're a team like San Jose is struggling. You, you don't want to bring bench players. <laughs> you, you you know, you're going to want someone that's going to be a, a key player, um, especially with that one dude already aging out. I, I forget Chris, his name. Uh, Wando. He's, he's Wando. Yeah, yes. he, he just scored. So he's, he's still scoring for, for yeah, San Jose, man. They're relying on that dude, man. That dude's like you can't keep wheeling him out over there, you know. Taking <laughs> they, him out of he the was gonna retire, to... and they and they, uh, <laughs> they begged him to stay. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, but but see, so that's good even for that guy, you know, because he's like a historic uh, player for them, and it would have sucked to to leave through that back door or through like a shameful season. So at least at least you say, hey, we we made it to playoffs. Yeah. Um, another thing that I, I kind of wanted to circle back to, I want to say a couple years, uh, there was uh, a scandal at Leicester City. The owner was, I think, from Thailand, and the team went out there to do some tour type of tur- tournament or tour, and there was a scandal because uh, a lot of the players were involved with like hookers, and they... There was like a video that leaked out, and they're also making fun of the those uh, those ladies, and they basically cleaned house, man. And the reason I bring this up is because like a year or two later, they ended up winning the Premier League. So hopefully, this sex scandal with Chivas turns into uh, a league title a season or two from uh, now. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. From your lips to God's ears, I mean, <laughs> I do hope that's true. And but yeah, you do need. I, I so I'm glad. That's one of the things like to have Pelias there, and you need to make some of these bold, bold decisions. And 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 good that um, uh, Amaudi, you know, is taking it serious as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think that that's what was needed for a long time. Uh, the team was just lacking leadership, because uh, because Vergara used to that was his role, but. He had been sick for a long time, so he sort of like when he left to New York, there really wasn't anyone like, like you know, 
just right there to keep the players on check. And so that's that's I think that's one good thing of about having Pelias. And just he knows so much about the game that it, it should also help a Maori, you know, to pick up on on things and learn and learn from this guy. You know, so that if eventually when he leaves, he's he's better off and then he can um you know either hire someone else or, or just have a good understanding of what needs to be done. You know what I just realized, Joel? Yes. Amazon Prime is recording our All or Nothing series. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man, that's going to be one hell of a show to watch after this is all said and done, man. I mean, literally everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And I think that's that's the curse of like this All or Nothing series. I remember they did one Dang. on they the same thing with uh uh um Stokes was it Stoke City? They did a they did uh was not Stoke City uh damn Man City? No, it was a team that got oh Sunderland. Sunderland. Uh yeah, Sunderland had a show on Netflix and they were going to re- record them uh, they got they got relegated to the championship. So then they they, uh, they they had Netflix go out there and said, oh, we're going to record you guys go back up to the Premier League. And then they ended up getting relegated again. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know if there's like a oh. kind of like the Madden curse, you know, where like the cover athlete gets injured. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, this is this would happen to Chivas, you know, as we're getting oh, filmed. <laughs> now, now I have to watch. Sunderland till I or die. That's the name no, of it. No, I, I, okay. I heard of it. It's I'm really good. It. I'm going to have to see it, but then I'm going to have to see the Chihuahua one too because hope they have uh, access to those parties. <laughs> they I got don't even those... care about the game. <laughs> I just want to see what they're doing on, on the free time. I want to see the, the sex tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like that meme with Drake where he's saying no. <laughs> and then the second one is pointing. Yeah, so the, yeah. The, the actual game that's me, like, nah, nah, not that. And then the, the second picture is just them fucking around. And yeah, that, well, it's crazy because that's you, what I want to see. I mean, if we if we were to recap 2020, I mean, we started on fire with Dena. We were in a great position before the COVID thing. Then everything got suspended. You know, then we re, re, returned. With the Copa por Mexico tournament, it looks like Chivas are doing really good. They get all these refuerzos in, and it's like, oh, man, things are going good. Then it gets COVID. He gets fired. Now we got this. Then we got this sex scandal thing. It's just like, wow, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. But I'm sure that the series for people that are outside of this bubble will probably be watching this and being like, this is entertainment, man. Especially, I want to see if there's any insight into the whole Tena thing because yeah, just how he left, you know, and it, it never. He, I mean, of course, excuse was oh terrible start of the season, but I'm like, boy, wasn't he wasn't even there? <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's. I need to put that on my queue. Yeah, um, put that on my calendar, man. It's not out yet, but we'll definitely let everybody know once that series hits. But uh, I mean, if they're filming right now, it's they definitely got their their money's worth. Yeah. Damn, Jaime, my curfew. Yes, yes, yes. We um. Yeah, me tengo que ir. 
I we have had, today. We basically covered everything this week. There was some player abroad action. It was a very quiet week for for all the Mexican players playing in Europe. Um, but uh, yeah, want to thank Joel for for hopping on and and doing this podcast and Chiki's yeah. earlier too. And um, you got any closing thoughts before you got to go? Um, dang, no, actually, no. Just just gonna be looking forward to see what. What repechaje rival Chiva has, and uh, and how the team, how the team reacts, you know, after they drop the banhammer, they're gonna light a fire in their asses, or are they gonna? I, I I'm hoping, I, I I'm pretty sure it will, so I'm I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping to see that. All right, for everyone listening on the podcast, thank you guys so much. Make sure to reach out to us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or on the Anchor app. You can actually leave us a voicemail. And uh, we'll obviously all be excited for next episode to see how all this unveils as far as the, the drama with Chivas, the Chicharito novella, and, of course, the final standings for uh, Liga Mekis heading into uh, the wild card and the playoffs. Thank you, everyone.